Hello and welcome to the Butt Show. Scratch my back. Quid pro butt quo. I'm Daniel Butt, and on this episode, I'm going to tell you what I know about meatloaf. I haven't done any research. As always, I'm talking out of my butt. Okay. Meatloaf is one of those few dishes that is exactly what it sounds like. It's an amalgam of meats and flavorings that is loosely packed into a loaf shape and baked until at least the salmonella won't make you throw up. Unsurprisingly, its ingredient list is the same as meat balls. The only difference is the final served shape. Meatloaf is mainly ground beef, sometimes ground pork, eggs, breadcrumbs, Italian seasonings, and salt and pepper. And a lot of love. If you're paying attention, that was two to three animals thrown into the loaf. Cows, chickens, and sometimes pigs. The fast food chain Arby's markets itself by its focus on meat and meats, plural, and it still has nothing on meatloaf. I mean, just think about it a little bit, and you'll swing vegan. Meatloaf happens when you take a couple different animals, strip them of their skin and vital organs, and crudely blend their remaining flesh together into little bricks. After baking, these meat loaves can either be served at a buca de beppo, or be used to build a buca de beppo. The mortar between the meatloaf bricks would be a delicious marinara. Despite that unwarranted lumping in with buca de beppo, the meatloaf is actually a traditional American cuisine. It was common for white bread mothers of the middle 1900s to have their own special recipe. Maybe they finished the baking with a layer of ketchup on top of the loaf. Maybe their meat ratio favors pig over cow. Maybe there's a little bit of an illicit substance sprinkled in, not unlike when Coca-Cola had real cocaine. Whatever the secret, doughy post-war white boys often proclaimed that their mother's recipe was the best. It fit right in with the my-dad-can-beat-up-your-dad mentality. Family values in post-war America sure were different. And by the way, having the best meatloaf recipe is like winning the Pinewood Derby. The reward doesn't mean much of anything and doesn't come close in magnitude to the effort that you put in. And I say that knowing full well that building a winning Pinewood Derby car is much more labor-intensive than cooking a tasty meatloaf. You often hear the expression, the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know what sliced bread started out as? A loaf. There's absolutely no one comparing anything to sliced meatloaf unless maybe the comparison is to something else wholly underwhelming. Meatloaf can also refer to the popular American singer. This man has a normal birth name, but it's lost to history thanks to the efforts of his strongest critics. Rather than focus on the quality and caliber of his singing and songwriting, these critics, who are probably the same little rascals that believe their mother makes the best mixed meat bricks and their father goes around beating up adults, decided to body shame the singer and compare his fuller figure to the traditional meat dish I've been discussing. His most popular song contains the famous lyric, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. The that in question is a perennial topic for debate since he won't reveal what he's singing about, and it would be predictable for me to postulate that it's related to eating meatloaf given the topic of this episode, but in my heart of hearts, I believe that it's analingus. And that's all I know about meatloaf. Sounds like I've got an incoming butt dial. You know, when we walk down the street, we look around. We make sure we're safe. We should do the same when we walk through the front door of a restaurant. The front door can be very revealing. Is it clean? Is it cared for? Is it wiped down? Smell when you walk through the front door. I go in the bathroom before I eat. Thanks to John Taffer for their call. 
To submit a topic for a future episode or to listen to previous episodes, go to thebuttshow.com. Take care, everyone.